Hey everybody, welcome back to Stadia Cast. I'm Bill. That's Lloyd. What's going on, Lloyd? I'm I'm two weeks post my second shot vaccination, and I actually did things in the real world. Did you know the real world exists, um, Bill? It it is it's a, it's an amazing place. I did real world stuff, and I'm still pretty happy about it. The 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 resolution and frame rate of the real world is yeah. ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it almost seems it almost seems photo real. It's it's weird. It's it's an amazing engine they're using. The combat is terrible, though. I'm not, I'm not a fan <laughs> of the combat. Lot. It hurts a lot. I don't know why, but yeah, it hurts. Uh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> before we get started, I just want to let everybody know this is Stadia Cast. Every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., my very good friend here, Lloyd, and I sit down and we talk about all of the things that are relative to Stadia. So make sure that you are here for that. And if you are, don't forget to click on that like button because it absolutely helps. Uh, and uh, there's other buttons down there that you can use. You can use the super chat message to make sure that we see your your message. You can use the join button in order to get access to some videos ahead of time or some videos that are only for members after the fact. That kind of stuff. Uh, there's also uh, the applaud button, which has actually been changed to the super thanks button. We got to really quickly say thank you to two people who use the super thanks button. I don't like the name of it, but I, I get where they're going with the super, super, super chat, super stickers, super, stickers. super thanks. Yeah. It just doesn't roll off the tongue. But uh, thank you very much to This Is Alan and Neil Galang uh, for using that super thanks button. We really do appreciate it. it. If you don't know, it highlights your comments, so we absolutely see it, which is great when uh, when you got a billion comments going in like we did this week, which was crazy. Yeah. Uh, but... All of that aside, let's talk about video games. Lloyd, what are you yeah. been playing? You know, I, I've been trying a lot of the stuff that has been coming to Stadia recently, and it's all been really, really good. Uh, but one game has stuck with me for some strange reason, uh, and that is One Piece World Seeker. Um, let me preface that with I'm not a big One Piece fan. I don't watch a lot of anime. Uh, I used to uh, a long time ago. I don't really watch a lot of anime anymore, but I had seen the first season of One Piece, um, which was about 20 years ago. And, and then I've since learned that there's about a thousand episodes of this anime out there. So if I want to catch up, there ain't no way that <laughs> that's happening. To do. That, that ain't, that ain't going to happen. But uh, I've been playing One Piece World Seeker, and it is essentially a Assassin's Creed-like with um, the gameplay of like a Spider-Man game grafted on to the game and it is glorious i am absolutely loving it even though i'm not a huge fan uh or uh, sorry i'm not gonna say i'm not a huge fan because i i haven't watched enough to say whether i'm a fan or not i'm not someone that has watched a lot of the cartoons or the anime um i'm really enjoying it so it, it's an open world action rpg where you basically run around worlds uh doing quests for people there's a full um, fast travel system, just like modern Assassin's Creed games. Once you get to a specific point in each area of the world, you can then fast travel to it. And it is it is great. It is really good. Uh, you are you play a character. If you're not familiar with One Piece, the, the main character, Luffy, basically ate a fruit that turns him into rubber. So he's rubber. So he can stretch his arms really far. He can bounce if he's falling from great heights and all that stuff. So when you're getting around the world, you you are essentially stretching out your arms and grabbing uh, trees or 
platforms or buildings and basically launching yourself up into the world. And then there's like this, um, uh, what is it? It's a gum gum UFO thing that you do where you basically spin all your, your limbs so you can kind of float in the air. So the, the getting around the game is it's great like it, it it takes the the boredom of kind of running from one point to another and turns it into kind of like a, a spider-man swing through the air uh float through the air thing and it's just been really fun um some of the criticisms of this game because this is an older game i think it came out in 2019 on other consoles yeah. and it came to stadia um this past week um they're saying it's it's very repetitive it's the same sort of enemies that you're fighting and the same sort of uh, fetch quests but I love that type of stuff when I'm playing an Assassin's Creed game or any game like that where you're basically um, taking things off of a map. And um, the game itself just looks gorgeous. It's cel-shaded for all the character art, um, but all the actual, um, I don't know, trees and grass and hills and mountains are um, essentially photoreal looking. So it's like this weird juxtaposition of like photoreal stuff and heavily uh, cel-shaded anime looking stuff. Um, just absolutely loving this game. So uh, while I've tried to put more time into other games that have come out recently, I just, I'm spending all my time playing this game. I, I think this is the game that I'm going to try to 100% or at least get close to it. I know there's some quests that you have to do um, in looking at the achievements where you are trying to, uh, you have to do things like S rank uh, challenges and things like that. That might be too much for me. Um, but this, uh, the version that's on Stadia is on sale right now for a lot. Uh uh, a lot cheaper uh, than it used to be. I think it's like $30 instead of $120 up here in Canada. And it comes with all the DLC that came uh, with the game on other platforms or came out for the other platforms. So uh, absolutely, absolutely loving One Piece World Seeker. Not something that I ever thought I would say. In fact, I kind of picked it up on a lark uh, because it's like, okay, I, I know what One Piece is. I didn't watch much of the anime, but hey, let's jump into this one. It's an open world game. And I'm absolutely falling in love with this game, uh, even though the Metacritic uh, would have some people look at it and kind of <laughs> like, go, oh, OK, maybe not. Um, the game itself is just everything that I love about video games, where you're, you're finding stuff, checking things off your lists, um, exploring, doing quests, uh, upgrading. There's an upgrade system for your equipment. Uh, there's uh, there's a cooking system. So once you once you rescue the guy that cooks uh, as part of your pirate crew, uh, he can make food for you and there's quests to find all that stuff it's everything that i love in video games all wrapped up in uh, a crazy anime uh, skin so uh really really enjoying one piece world seeker on google stadia that's awesome and uh like it i don't know how long it's on sale for but if you go to the stadia website you can it'll say on sale until whenever and then you can make up your mind at that point uh it right. sounds really cool it's funny like Lloyd texted me and he said, he said, I think I'm going to pick this up, even though it's got like a 58 on Metacritic. And my brain said, <laughs> and, and I've been somebody who over and over and over again has said, don't listen to Metacritic, not because Metacritic is bad or anything, but right. because you don't want to look at the score and just say, well, clearly it's a bad game. You want to read what people think about it. And so I've always said, well, I'll just ignore Metacritic. But then he goes, well, let's go to 58 on Metacritic. And I was like, well, he's going to regret that, but I'm not going to say anything. Uh, <laughs> so he ended up picking it up and he loves it. And so uh, it just goes to show you that that you, you can't just look at a number 
next to uh, a game's uh, name on Metacritic or on IGN or on any other website. Just look at the number and know whether or not it's a game that's going to land with you. You got to read what people say. You got to find somebody whose opinion you kind of agree with on most things and base base your purchase options on what they think of it. So, you know, I, I, I tend to agree with people like Jeff Kanata. Jeff Kanata and I tend to like the same games. If you don't know who Jeff Kanata is, he used to have a show called The Totally Rad Show. Now he does a bunch of D&D stuff, but we tend to like the same style of games. So back when he was talking about games all the time, if he liked a game, I bought the game. Uh, And sometimes it didn't didn't go well for me because he loved Kirby's epic (laughs) yarn, or I can't remember what it was, and I just thought that was a snoozer. Uh, Right. But... Generally, you just want to find somebody that you tend to agree with and see what they think about it. So, you know, be wary of Metacritic. Thank you very much for giving us a a chance to remember that we should be wary of Metacritic uh, (laughs) because, you know, maybe sometimes they're wrong. All right. hundred percent. One thing I just say before we move on to the next game is uh, for people that are they, they want to check it out, but they're not sure. And and you, uh, you you maybe watch my first look. It's very like pop-up tutorial heavy uh, i'm going to do a stream this week um i'm not sure which day i got to figure out which day works uh because of work uh, but i'm going to do a stream and i'll stream the game for a few hours so people can come and, and check it out uh because uh yeah it's uh it, it's fun it, it, every every reviewer uh for reviews on metacritic are saying oh it's repetitive it's blah blah blah, blah. but if it but if you're repeating things you love that's fine. Like Diablo at its base is very repetitive. You're killing enemies and getting their their yummy yummy loot that they spew out of their loot pinatas. But that's fun. Um, and if if the rep- repetition in this game is fun, then exactly it, it might be a game that you would like. So right. um, yeah, that's uh, that that's all I say about One Piece World Seeker. It surprised me uh, because it's based on a franchise I I don't really know that much. I I just watched a very very small amount of it but man the game itself is fun i love spider-man i love assassin's creed and this is like taking them both uh like peanut butter and chocolate putting them together (laughs) you got your chocolate in my peanut butter anyway all right (laughs) let's move on and talk about a game that totally surprised me because you just talked Mm. about a game that surprised you i saw the the like i guess the not the launch trailer but the announcement trailer for uh chris tales Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't, re- I'm not, it, I'm not excited for this. It doesn't look interesting to me. It looks okay. Right. Um, they did a bad job selling that game. And um, <laughs> that game has some mechanics that are really, really, really weird. And I love it. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to give you the, the, the reason why you should check this out. It's got a time travel mechanic that is implemented it's not just a story. Um, it's not just a MacGuffin kind of thing. It's not just something to push the plot forward. It is directly related to combat in the game and puzzle solving in the game and storytelling in the game. So the way that the game works is the 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 screen is broken up into three sections. There's like a a a, a triangle, and you've got a little triangle in the top left, a triangle in the top right, and a triangle in the bottom middle, um, breaking up your rectangle into three triangles. And on the left-hand side is what is happening in the past. 
on the right hand side is what's happening in the future and right. on the middle is what's happening in the present and so if you are walking along you will see a woman in the present if you move to the to the right then you'll see over on the left hand side of your screen that she gets younger and if you move to the left then on the right hand side of the screen she gets older or right. maybe she disappears because she's dead who knows um <laughs> you can affect the future by m manipulating things in the present so like for instance you can you can see in the future that there's these two buildings that are dilapidated and something terrible has happened and in the present you will have the ability to fix one of those two buildings but not both and so then you have to make a choice and it has all these branching options and stuff about what choices you make throughout the game which is really cool for replayability right um that's fantastic but that's not even the combat part of it so <laughs> the combat part is what really blew me away it's a Same. typical uh turn-based jrpg where you know you pick your attack you hit a button and then they've got a little bit of uh like mario rpg in there where when you're when it's time to actually hit your attack you can hit a button for extra damage and that kind of stuff right but the way it works is just for example, very early game, don't worry about spoilers here. Uh, you'll have a character in your party that can that has the ability to poison. Okay? So what I can do is I can use my ability to change time, and I can say, all right, if you're on the left-hand side of my screen... Well, at the beginning of combat, everybody's in the present. I can force anybody on the left-hand side of my screen to go into the past, and then I can poison them in the past... And then bring them back into the future, and all of the damage of that poison happens all at once. Right. At the same time, on the other side of the screen, what I could do is I could poison them on that side of the screen, and then push them into the future, again, applying all of that poison damage at once. And you can only do future stuff on the right-hand side of the screen, and you can only do past stuff on the left-hand side of the screen... And so you really have to slow down and think, yeah. all right, they're in, they're, they're on the left side, so I can do this, then this move, and then this move. Okay, no, they're on the right side, so I can do these four things. In order, it, it's so, so cool. I'm, I'm it loving it. What a cool game. Have you, how much time have you had to really put into it? I've put, I put a few hours into it. Um, I wanted to play it so much more, but one piece is pulling me away, but um, I didn't understand the, the the temporal stuff as much. I was just like, okay, this is just a, it's just seems like something that they're just putting on just to add another another thing to the game, and I don't get it. And then I got to the point where you poison them in the past, and then bring them to the future, and they die. And I'm like, oh my god, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in a in a turn based <laughs> RPG. And other things you have to bring into um into kind of like your decision making is you have multiple party members only certain party members can attack each round because there's the the turns at the top with the little the little images mm -hmm. of who's going so you have to plan it it's like okay if i push them into the past now um i'm not going to have the guy that can poison them for for two rounds meaning i'm going to take a lot of damage so do i want to do i want to attack them now this round and hopefully kill them or do i want to set them up for a combo later um it reminds me a lot of um uh, what is what's that game where you are uh, uh, you have to brave and then oh bravely default bravely default 
yeah so you're you're making the decision do i want to do i want to skip my turn now so that i can get multiple turns in the future uh, it, i i found myself making similar decisions with chris tales um the voice acting is amazing the world just looks beautiful it looks like it's a uh, a, a kid storybook that has come to life with like mm-hmm. super big colors and and weird designed uh, people, but it, it all kind of makes sense in the uh, in, in the tone of the world. But uh, really, really enjoying it. Um, and if if One Piece hadn't come out and kind of took all of my passion for for gaming this week, uh, <laughs> I would I would I would have been deep, deep, deep in Chris Tales because I think it is uh, it, it's one of those special indie games where you know people are going to be talking about it for a long time because it just it does something that i haven't really seen much of in other um like action rpgs or i guess turn-based rpgs yeah uh, i i have to admit that i did a live stream of it and i haven't played much i played some but i haven't played much past that live stream only because i've been playing pokemon unite all week and i got completely distracted by that because it's a moba which reminds me do we yet have a moba on stadia <laughs> Like, that's one of my favorite genres of game. Uh, it's just so I can sit down, play a game, and be done. Uh, they're, they're, when is Smite coming to Stadia? <laughs> Smite is a fantastic MOBA, and we still don't have it. So it's on every platform. I'm, I'm looking at you, Smite. When are we getting Smite and Paladins, for that matter, on right. Google Stadia? Because those are two really good games that uh, that, that I think everybody should should play. And um, I... I I'm itching for some MOBA action with my Stadia controller. And maybe we'll get some Pokemon Unite. Oh, wait. No, probably not. (laughs) Probably not. Although, there's a video coming out in the next day or so about Pokemon Unite, about whether or not it's pay to win. So make sure you subscribe to check that out. All right. Let's move on to the news. Uh, So, uh, unless... Oh, uh, real quick. Streets of Rage 4. Yeah. I'm, Yeah. I'm a little disappointed in that. I love that game. And it plays great on Stadia, of course. But... The DLC is nowhere to be found, yeah. and like .emu has been saying, "Hey, Nintendo Switch users, we're sorry the DLC isn't on your system yet." They haven't. Like, <laughs> I sent multiple tweets saying, "Hey, Same. is that is that coming to Stadia?" And it's just silence. And I know it's Twitter. They they get a billion messages. They're probably just not seeing it. Right. But like, it seems odd that like part of the DLC. Uh, the character, the the police lady character, I can't remember her Estelle. name. Estelle, yeah, Estelle, I think she's included in yeah. the base game on Stadia, which is cool. But mm-hmm. then all of that other stuff, the stuff that I was really excited for, the the Mister X um, Nightmare DLC, none of that stuff is on Stadia. And like, because Lloyd Lloyd and I both have it on Stadia, and we also have it on PC. And he looked on PC and said, "Yeah, look, this is the menu." The menu yeah. has because oh because you bought the DLC on on PC on Steam yeah right and so he looked and he said yeah look the menu's different on this and on Stadia and like you go to the Stadia store and it's like it doesn't say anything about DLC and I can't find anything about the DLC and the the weird thing is is that Streets of Rage four came to Google Stadia on I think it was the fifteenth which is the July day 15th, that the yeah. DLC came out. And it doesn't include the DLC, or and the DLC doesn't seem to be available. So that's really strange to me. 
It is weird. Um, as you said, it came out on the 15th. And um, in the description, when we were looking at uh, the Stadia version saying, does this have the DLC? Like, we were really confused. It says the Stadia version of the game includes the additional character Estella Guire for free, as well as new color palettes for all characters, a new training mode, and new Mania Plus difficulty. So does that mean that we're going to be getting all the DLC free as kind of patches uh, that we won't have to pay for? Or are they going to bring the Mr. X DLC here for the same price as everywhere else, but we already have one of the characters. Like we don't have to buy the DLC for that for one of the three new characters. So what is that going to mean? Um, there's been no clarification at all. Um, a lot of people have been tweeting. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. It, it's it is very disappointing because I was I was so excited about this DLC, and of course my the platform that I choose first for playing any game is Stadia. I love Stadia. I love the how the ease to get into games, the, the ability to play on any screen that I have in my entire house or or pockets, love it. But it it's it's not there. <laughs> so it's like, just tell us, is it coming? Is it coming later? I, I'm fine with that. Just let us know. Um, but there's been zero communication from from Dotemu at all, which um, is is weird to me. Uh, but I I mean, it's not the first time, and it probably won't be the last time we get weird interactions with um, publishers on Stadia. You know, it's funny. I say .emu and you say Dotemu, and I don't know what's the right way to say it. I said .emu all the time because they were doing old game uh, conversions, and then I was watching them do a video, and they're like, Dotemu, here at Dotemu, we do this. And I'm like, I've been saying it wrong my whole entire life. Um, so, yeah, apparently it's Dotemu. That's what they call their company. But uh, if you say .emu, uh, .emu <laughs> everyone will everyone will understand. There you go. Well, I just I, I just sent a, a a poll out to ask people how they said it, and uh, mm -hmm. but I spelled it the same both ways. So who knows what people are going to say? <laughs> All right, nice. let's uh, let's move on and uh, talk about the the news. Um, so first off, this this came out earlier this week, and uh, you know I think that a lot of times that there's always much to do about nothing, uh, especially when it comes to Stadia. Now I don't know if this is nothing or not, but let's. Let's talk about this this uh, thing where people were concerned about the way that Stadia was doing that that rev share uh, with uh, developers who are on Stadia Pro. Do you want to launch us off on this? Yeah. So we we did we did a very positive video about uh, what these changes really mean to the platform. That it's going to give other revenue sources to developers and publishers that maybe they wouldn't have before because of the revenue share. Um, but then there was a post over on um, um, uh, one, of the, one of the yeah Resetera that um, basically said that there's been. Uh, there's been some changes to contracts. So if you were a developer that signed up for Pro uh, six months from now, uh, maybe your contract has changed to say, instead of this lump sum money that you're getting, now you're getting a, a revenue share instead. Uh, and everyone's like, oh my God, I can't believe Stadia is doing this. And then everyone, every, some other people said, well, it's in their contracts that it's an open-ended contract, so it can be amended. And there's arguing back and forth and, and no one really knows what's happening. Um, and it just... Time and time again, there's these little uh, these little tiny things that happen, and then they blow up in the community. And I I really I really wish someone um, at at Stadia would just come up and say, you know what, this isn't true, or yes, this is happening, but it's happening because of this. And we talked with these people prior uh, to making this change or whatever. Um, it, it is disappointing, um, but there's a lot of people out there that are making comments and um, and attacks against Stadia without knowing all the data. 
um, and the information about it. So yeah, I don't I don't really know what to think on this one, Bill. Well, nine to five Google did reach out to to Google, which is a weird sentence to say, but uh, they they did respond like the uh, the PR uh, Stadia's PR team did respond to them, and here's what they had to say. <laughs> In discussions with Stadia's public relations teams, we learned that recently announced new Stadia Pro funding models is what most developers are using. The revenue model shares 70% of the funds obtained with Stadia Pro subscriptions with the devs responsible for the games, sharing the funds based on the sessions day. Um, And then it says, Google will begin offering 70% of Stadia Pro revenue to the developers and publishers of pro games. Each game will earn a share of the revenue based on how many days that game was played by a pro member in a particular month. And then the, but, but right here it says, um, offering a 70% of Stadia Pro revenue. So to me, that seems like Google and, and I'm not in the room, so I don't know. But that seems to me like Google said, hey, if you want to change your contract, you can do that. Right. I doesn't, my guess, I mean, I doubt that Google would just pull a Darth Vader and be like, I'm altering the the deal, prayer, don't alter it for, I don't think that they would do that because that's just bad business. And that yeah. would scare away uh, publishers from that. But of course, right. everybody always looks at anything that Google does with these, I don't know. I'm going to say brown tinted glasses and, uh, <laughs> and, and assumes the absolute worst. Uh, so it, it also says here, uh, Google tells us just in the first month, the company is already seeing developers outpace the revenue that they would otherwise have seen from the subscription buyout or right. the funding they would have seen up front for bringing their game to Stadia Pro. So essentially, they're saying, Developers and publishers are making more money from this, which is right. exactly what we assumed would happen when we talked about it uh, on that on the previous podcast 100%. and in the video that I put out. Hundred percent, yeah. And and I was I was more just referencing kind of the 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 community chatter that was going on, and and we don't know. And and people are saying, well, a developer said that this is what happened, but. You don't know that this developer is a developer. They could be a QA lead or someone that is just uh, playing playing games in QA, and they heard something at the at the the water cooler, and then are making these statements. So having Google come out um, and and make these statements is is clear. the The statement that they made to nine nine to five Google is not super clear. It's like Google will begin offering seventy percent, so like, like you 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 said the quote, but it's like okay, well what. What about the addressing uh, of the two claims that were made in the initial complaint on on Resetera? They haven't, um, so we don't really know what what is happening. But um, like all the other the sky is falling events that have happened with Google, uh, we're always like, okay, the sky is not falling. They're doing <laughs> this for good reasons, and that's exactly what I feel is happening here. Um, but uh, but again, it just it was it was annoying to see that, and then all all the usual suspects railing against it's dead. Stadia. Again, still, still, it's like, hey, if you're if you're if you're just here to to throw shade, like move on to to a different platform that that doesn't make you have to throw shade and get angry all the time. It's <laughs> uh, it's just yeah, it's it's confusing. But like like you said, Bill, um, they're already seeing that there's going to be higher payouts with this new revenue share model. So this is a this is going to be a good thing uh, 
in the future uh, for pretty much everybody, I would assume. Um, Google wouldn't do it if it was going to hamstring the effort to get more pro games because that that is not what Google wants to do. They want, they want this platform to grow and thrive. And by scaring away developers, you're, you're not going to have a platform that grows and thrives. So yeah. I don't think this is a way for them to 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 get scare everybody away to say see we tried doesn't work okay we're closing down next week um <laughs> as as some comments have basically said i highly doubt that would uh, be a thing because uh i don't know when when you're when you're a big corporation that has uh that has a lot of people um relying on you for uh for money whether it's through stocks or 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 wages or investments or whatever if you do something to hamstring yourself um that that tends to not be something that is looked at nice <laughs> from <laughs> anybody that is your supporters or funders so yeah i, I just it it's it, I, I guess the the short answer is this is annoying uh the long answer is we don't know all the details but i'm at least going to believe that google is doing the right thing for their developers because they want to have a, a large vibrant developer base on their platform and the last thing that i want to say on this before we move on is that, you know, Lloyd just said something really important. We don't know all the details. And guess what? Anybody that does know all the details isn't telling you it because they have contracts that say you can't talk about this stuff. Exactly. So anytime you see this stuff, take it with a pinch, of, uh, like a pinch of salt. Have an ounce of skepticism out there because generally, if you, those that know, those that don't know speak and those that speak don't know is really how it goes. So... <laughs> you know exactly we, we always fully admit that we are completely in the dark and we are just speculating uh and a lot of other people out there they don't tell you that they're speculating and they try and come off like they know what's going on and guess what chances are they don't all right yep. moving on you know what i i <laughs> i have always been uninterested in the tom clancy nonsense uh i've i don't think i've ever watched one of the movies i've never read any of the books um i played like one of the games and i was like well i got killed way too fast i don't like this and then i played the division two and i totally got sucked in and then i played rainbow six siege and i I came to these games late but i totally got sucked in and i really really like those and it, it i like them enough that i'm considering even though i bought it and returned it i'm considering giving ghost recon breakpoint another shot because now i understand how their games kind of work at this point and i didn't really get it before um but now i'm 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 really excited about and i know that there's a lot of people who are unhappy about this announcement but i'm really excited for tom clancy's the worst name in the world uh, coming to Google Stadia and other platforms. It's called Tom Clancy's X Defiant. Insert eye roll here for the audio listeners. Um, It's a terrible name. I don't know. Maybe that means something in the Tom Clancy world. I don't know, but I think it's a stupid name, but that's okay. You know, a lot of people people think Bill is a stupid name. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of people use XD as the kind of like laughing so hard you're right. crying kind of emoji. I get what they're trying to do here. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a weird name. It is a very weird name. <laughs> I don't think they're trying to do that. I think that they're they putting... haven't they have they have it in a circle, uh, which looks like something that someone would tag uh on on a wall. Cause this is like the punk rock 
uh, version of a first person shooter. Um, right. And and in the actual title, um, it, it, there's a circle around the XD, which looks like something that you would tag on a wall. Um, so I think it's just part of their kind of punk rock aesthetic that they're going for. Um, but it is it is incredibly weird <laughs> for me. It feels like when in the late 90s, when they were like Doritos extreme, like that yeah. kind of nonsense, exactly. which I always thought was just stupid. But I'm excited for this. It's a free to play uh, game where and I, I like free to play games where you like they're the way that they make money is microtransactions through cosmetics and stuff. Um, hmm. the, the reason I like that is because their player bases are huge and there's always people to play with. Uh, and you know, these guys, they said, you know, the most important thing about our games is the gunplay. And, um, you know, after playing lots of division two and playing rainbow six siege, uh, yeah, I kind of trust these guys to get the gunplay right. And I think right. that this looks really, really fun. Basically you have classes, you've got like uh, they just had them on screen. Let me rewind a second. Uh, but they've got four classes, it seems like, which are the Echelon, the Outcast, the Wolves, and the Cleaners. And uh, basically, like, like the Cleaners I recognize from from um, Division 2 because those right. are the fire guys that always come in and, and mess things up. But, um, like, this, is, this feels like Overwatch mixed with uh other stuff and that's that's very interesting to me i i'm excited for this uh, how yeah. are you feeling about this lloyd i i think it looks great i love the fact that they're separating kind of the classes into factions so um your each faction will be different we'll have different types of fighters that are inside of it so you know that if you see someone walking around and and they're they're green maybe they have some sort of poison effect so when they shoot you they're going to do life drain or you see someone that is on fire it's like okay that's that particular faction they do this um i, I like that it, it it's it, it makes sense um the thing that that i don't know how it's going to work is how are the microtransactions going to work are they just for just for aesthetic things like are I you going to so. change are you just going to change the way your costume looks or are is there going to be more to it um and not not that i am assuming that they're going to do something evil and like uh here pay pay for each bullet that you're shooting type thing I, that's not <laughs> what i mean but uh is the uh are the clothing uh options that you're going to get are they going to make it harder for people to realize what faction you are to immediately see kind of what what type of player it is so it'll be interesting to see where it goes um it, it is fascinating to see so many companies get into these free-to-play shooters whether they're um um battle royale style shooters or team-based shooters or um asynchronous style gameplay shooters with uh like dead by daylight um mm -hmm. there's so many new types of games that have kind of I don't know, come up over over the last few years. And it's been it's been really interesting to see it. Uh, but to see Ubisoft push into kind of this market is um is a great thing as well. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic for X Defiant, uh, even though the name is terrible uh to me, but but maybe the the crowd that they're going for would love it. So uh maybe that's what it's all about. I, I'm super excited for it. I'm my fingers are crossed that they're not going to do pay to win. As long as it's not pay to win, I'm okay with charging money for having a little dangly do hang off your gun. Or they showed a grenade that had like a smiley thing on the on the pin. Like right. all that stuff is fine. Um, having you know having my my gun have a cool like paint job or I guess my my son always calls them wraps for yep. some for some games I guess. Um, 
having a cool paint job on my like all of that stuff sounds great right i worry that it's going to be like uh pay money so that your grenade does 10 percent more damage <laughs> when thrown from five feet away or some kind of like like that kind of thing is real bad and will kill a free-to-play game instantly uh you right. just got to be careful careful for that uh but I, i'm looking forward to it did they say when it's coming out uh, I haven't seen any sort of dates. They just wanted to basically throw throw out the fact that it's happening and the fact that they're going to be doing kind of the uh, the beta uh, things where you can sign up for a chance to get in the beta um, and kind of make the game um, better. They they want people to play it and give them feedback so that they can make this a game that will not just launch and then kind of die off right away. So that 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 makes me super happy that they're willing to. Uh, put extra time into it uh, to make it a game that people really want to play instead of worrying about all the development money that they've spent. They just want to ship a skew, uh, get it out there. We just want to sell as many copies as we can. Um, I don't know that that makes me excited about what this uh, what this game is going to turn into. Of course, we we've we have like one three minute video or or, or whatever showing what the game is uh, with most of it being talking heads of mm -hmm. the developers that are working on it, which is great. Don't get me wrong, uh, but I want to see a lot more of this game. So I, I, I signed up for the free play or the, uh, sorry, the early play um, thing. Hopefully I get invited into the beta because I'd love to, um, yeah, I'd love to, to play this game and kind of see if it's going to be the, the looter shooter or, or I guess just a shooter. It doesn't look like you're going to be getting too much loot, but um, based on some of the other Tom Clancy looter shooters um, with that same sort of gunplay um, has me pretty excited about what this game could turn into. Now, it's, it's important that we point out that this particular game, while it is coming to Stadia, the beta is currently not on Stadia, so you can't really sign up unless you have other platforms to check it out on. Uh, but I think that that's perfectly fine. They want to make sure that they're uh, focusing on on on, uh, on stuff uh, that way. I did just run a, a poll in chat. If you want to be here for the live sh live show, so that you can participate in these polls in chat, uh, make sure that you come on by at nerdnest.tv. By the way, uh, but it says I, I said, are you hyped for Defiant? Sixty six percent said yes. Thirty three percent said no. So uh, there you go. Uh, that that tells you something. Let's move mm -hmm. on and talk about a game that I had never heard of. Stadia posted this um, video earlier this week, and that is Heist Simulator. What are your thoughts on Heist Simulator, Lloyd? And I'll go after you. I think it. I think it looks interesting. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of a game that um, I used to watch uh, a streamer that used to stream a lot of indie games, and it was um, what was it? Uh, it wasn't prison simulator it was like thief simulator or something where you would basically go into uh, a town and you'd have to steal x number of dollars of, of of stuff from from worlds that look very similar to what's in heist simulator um so when i saw this i'm like oh maybe this is just like a a different take on that type of game where you're basically trying to get in uh rob as much stuff as you can without getting caught and then get out with your with your loot uh it definitely seems like there's a lot more to this one because you can create your own kind of worlds that people can come and try to steal stuff from so yeah it's like a it's like a crazy blending of a whole bunch of different genres but i'm i'm very excited about this one to see kind of what it turns into this would be so so for those of you that don't know you can like completely build like a building and populate it with all of this cool stuff and design mm. design a heist for other people to try and uh, complete, you get to build the walls, you get to put all the furniture in, 
Uh, when I was looking at this, it, it very much reminded me of the hours upon hours uh, of me putting into Tabletop Simulator to build the D&D campaign uh, that <laughs> right. we're playing. But this would be the absolute perfect game for State Share. Um, State Share, for those of you who don't know, is a way for people to share a link uh, for other people. So I could make a level that other people could uh, play in, and then I could just take a screenshot of that level and share that screenshot on Twitter or on uh, where, wherever or on YouTube, and people could click on that link, takes them right into the game, and they could try and uh, do the heist and get like the high score, and then they could share their high score with other people, and then they could try it. And this is the perfect game for that kind of thing because, you know, last week we talked about this, that Google said that when you have a click-to-play link, one in ten people who see that link end up yep. playing. And that is a really big deal. So when somebody could put in these state share things with a click-to-play link in this kind of game, it would be so huge for that particular game because, A, yep. if you click on that link and then you sign up for Stadia Pro, that publisher gets $10. Uh, so basically the first month that somebody signs up for Stadia Pro goes to the publisher who directed them towards it. And if they're constantly sharing those links around, it's going to generate buzz, not just for that game, but for Stadia. And people are going to be playing it a bunch more, which means now they get a bigger cut of that 70% going back to the thing that we talked about earlier. So it really, it really, um, invests. That's not the right word. Um, gets people to do something incentivizes it, thank you yes it really incentivizes the publishers to take advantage of those cool features like uh state share uh in order to get people to play their game i think this game looks really really fun yeah the ability to set up like kind of your your patrol paths for all the people that are in your world and stuff uh this could be uh, I created a square with uh, with a pile of gold in it, and people can go in and steal the gold, and they completed my heist. This is you you, you broke into a cube and got my gold. <laughs> you see some of the the crazy things that they're doing, and where you have like uh, security systems and and bank vaults and all this other stuff. And like you said, Bill, the ability to just take a screenshot and tweet it out and say, hey, take on this uh, this legendary heist. You'll never be able to do it. Um, tweet it out and then have a bunch of people attempt it. Um, is going to be pretty huge. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited for this one. Uh, at least to see what it is all about. Maybe not a game that I'll be playing a lot of, but um, I love these style of games. I love watching streamers play games like this. Yeah, that's the thing about like this kind of game is because it, like every game, every time you sit down and play it, it's different. Like you can watch other people play it, and it doesn't spoil anything for you. Like I know that when I did my my Chris Tales stream. I know that a lot of people were like, I'm not watching because I don't want to get spoiled on the story, you know? Right. So like they, like not a lot of people showed up for that one, which is totally fine. I total, I completely understand that. Um, right. But like this kind of game, you can stream it over and over and over and it's never going to uh, do anything. And like, th you know, this is another thing where you could say, all right, not, not just state share, but crowd play. All right. Cause it seems like it's multiplayer, right? It, it looks definitely looks multiplayer. Yeah, because they showed like a split screen with four people. So like it, it yeah. seems like the kind of game where I could be streaming and I could 
I could be like, all right, everybody, uh, somebody just sent me this state share. We're going to play it. Go ahead and join on my, um, what's it called? Crowdplay. Join right. on Crowdplay down below on YouTube. Four people mm -hmm. or three other people join me and we try and figure out how to, you know, steal the most gold or whatever. Like, this is the perfect kind of game for showing off Stadia's unique features. I, mm -hmm. But they didn't mention those features. And so <laughs> I worry that they're not going to bother. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we'll get more more news closer to launch uh, because, yeah, this, this game is ripe for those features. It would be the perfect game to kind of showcase that stuff. So uh, time will tell. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, the next game you put a bunch of hours into, I have yet yeah. to pick up. I'm very excited that we're getting a free weekend. Talk about Marvel's Avengers Omega level, Omega level threat. Family, Family reunion. reunion. Yeah. So uh, Avengers is getting a big patch on or an update on the 27th which adds a new Omega level threat called Family Reunion. Uh, this one looks like it has some story content to it, which is uh, which is pretty good. I can't wait to check that stuff out. Um, but but as kind of a celebration of the Omega level threats Family Reunion uh, patch that they're adding, there's going to be a free play uh, date. So you'll be able to play this game for free on Stadia from July 29th to August 1st. Um, and they're also adding um, cosmetic packs as uh, purchasable items. Uh, I know in stores, I believe, uh, I think GameStop is doing in the States, you'll be able to buy actual cards that have like a scratch off code on the back. Oh, cool. Um, but, they're but they're doing um, packs of um, like add-on DLC cosmetic stuff. So there, there's a bunch of them available. And they're actually, um, I believe, available right now. So there's things like... Black Widow, Captain America, Hulk, pretty much every character that's in the game. Um, they'll have a pack that is either $5 or $10, which gives you premium currency, gives you a bunch of cosmetics, and gives you a bunch of other stuff in the, in the game. So it seems like this is a, a, pretty, a pretty big um, patch that is coming out because not only are you getting new content and new multiplayer stuff and the free play weekend, but they're, they're putting out packs of DLC, of this cosmetic DLC stuff. Which, um, for people that love having their Kate Bishop look like uh, an old school Hawkeye, that's awesome. For Black Widow people that want their Black Widow to look like the new movie, that's fine. The game is perfectly playable without any of these uh, additions as well. So it seems like they're finding their their little niche uh, for this game and they're kind of carving out uh, space there. Uh, which is great because uh, I'd love to see this game keep going. Um, the one new hero a month has kind of never happened. We've only gotten two new characters with uh, with Black Panther coming uh, in the future as well. But it, it is a fantastic game. And if you've not played it, uh, the free play weekend will give you uh, a decent um, a decent example of the story because the story mode in this game is absolutely fantastic. I loved it. Um, the post story mode stuff was pretty limiting at at launch, but that's uh, that's since changed. They've they've done a lot more. Um, they've, they've done a lot more uh, additions to kind of make the uh, kind of the post post story content um, a little bit better than what was there at launch, which is great. Yeah, I had this game in my in my cart multiple times and yeah. uh, I never pulled the trigger on uh, Marvel's Avengers and everything about it seemed like a game that I would like. But at the time, I was like, I'm not so sure. Um I, I'm super excited for the uh, for the free weekend. Uh, so I'm just going to throw a poll in chat right now. If you're playing the free weekend, 
uh, and and was, we'll see what people say. But I'm absolutely going to be playing the free weekend now. Lloyd said that he played single player and hmm. really really enjoyed it. And I he 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 what was it, like 50 hours you put into it? Uh, it was a lot. Yeah, maybe 80 hours. I I oh, played wow. all the all the single player content uh, or all the story content single player, and I got all of my characters up to the max tier um, that you could get to prior to like the first uh, DLC character coming out because I wanted to have everybody at level 50 with all their heroic items and all that stuff. Um, and then I really haven't touched it since. <laughs> so yeah. I want an excuse to go back and play more of this game. But, you know, the, that's the thing is like people look at this and they're like, well, oh, you know, dead game. Or But Lloyd put 80 hours into single player yeah. and enjoyed it. So I, I don't I mean, yeah, I understand that this is a game where the player base isn't big for mm -hmm. the multiplayer content. But like if you just want to go through the story stuff, that seems really good. But I've added it to my cart a bunch of times, never pulled the trigger on it. Very, very excited for the free weekend because now I'll finally yeah. be able to try it out. And then I'm also worried about the free weekend because that means I might end up buying the game. Is it on sale right now? <laughs> I feel like it is. I think it is. I think it is. I can't tell because I own it. Uh, I just double checked my Stadia stats. I put 81 and a half hours into this game on nice. Stadia. So, yeah, I've played a lot of Avengers. I definitely got my money's worth for this game. All right. Let's uh, let's move on to the Super Chats that came in throughout the show. Uh, but before we do, I did just run a poll to see if people were interested in playing uh, Marvel's Avengers Free Weekend. 62% said yes. 37% said no. All right. Uh, real quick, before we uh, get going, if you didn't know, you can use the Super Chat feature to support the show and to make sure that we see your message. Uh, both of these, however, aren't really related to Stadia, but thank you very much <laughs> for the Super Chats. Both Ruben DeGeeling and Kodiak Moonwolf are trying to get me to play Final Fantasy XIV. I already have a character that's like level 60-something or other. Um <laughs> So I can't play for free anymore, and that means I would have to resubscribe. So that's why they're sending in uh, their the super chats to try and get me to play Final Fantasy XIV because it's a really really good game. But I don't know that that's going to happen. But I do appreciate uh, I do appreciate the uh, the support, you guys. You're awesome, very very awesome. Uh, have you have have you ever played Final Fantasy XIV? Real quick because it's not really Stadia related. Never. 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 Okay, well, you're missing out on a really, really good game, and you can play it for free, and I cannot. Mm. I, I do wish it was on Stadia, though. I, I'd play it if it was on Stadia. I mean, that's what got me finally to playing ESO after trying it a couple times on PlayStation, and then I put uh, a, a million hours into that game before I said, you know what? I am <laughs> not playing anything else. I am going to cancel my uh what the plus program whatever yeah, gives yeah. you the, the extra bag and and all that stuff i'm gonna stop paying for that because then it's gonna make me not want to play this game and play other games and then i've pretty much haven't played it since <laughs> which is a good thing it allows me to play other games if if i'm a, a publisher I, I don't understand why any publisher that makes a game that is only online like mm. like smite a moba or right. like league of legends or or like uh mmos like um world of warcraft or elder right. scrolls online or final fantasy 14 or or new world well, although new world obviously has uh, uh you know a, a a dog in another race um <laughs> all of those games that are online only games 
they need to be on Stadia because yeah. you have to be online anyway. Uh, the and and then you don't have to have a giant client downloaded and installed. We need more of these games on Stadia right now. As far as MMOs go, we got Division Two and Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, is that it? I think so. I, I can't think. Of, I mean, Borderlands is kind of yeah. sort of, but it's you're you're in small worlds, right? Yeah. Uh, I can't think of any other MMO like ESO is really the only true MMO that's yeah. that's in the game. Um, it would be nice if we got others. Like, I would love it if, if uh, this is an aside and obviously probably won't happen, but if if Blizzard just wants to bring, like, WoW Classic to Stadia, and that's the only mode that you can access <laughs> is WoW Classic, it would still do pretty pretty good. Like, the people that want to play MMOs on a controller, there's there's a there's a large number of them. And you know, having that 2. stuff from the Destiny 2. Oh, yeah, Destiny 2 is a full MMO. That's yeah. right. Uh, I totally forgot about Destiny 2. Yeah, although, you know, I don't want to talk about Blizzard right now. Those guys are jerks. Yeah, I don't kind of don't want to give them any money right now. So Neither maybe, do I. Maybe don't, maybe don't bring WoW Classic to us. <laughs> uh, and, and people are saying Diablo. I mean, I, I was super excited for Diablo 4. I don't know if I'm going to buy it right now. Uh, they they got they classic. got some house cleaning to do over there uh, yeah. at the at the house that Blizzard built. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for hanging out with us. And thank you to Ruben and Kodiak for the super chats. And if this was your first time uh, here at StadiaCast, because uh, we got a bunch of new subscribers this week, make sure that you click on that thumbs up button. Make sure that you uh, share the stream with other people and make sure that you try out Stadia because it doesn't cost you anything to try it. You can play Bomberman. Mm-hmm. You can play Destiny 2. You can play Hitman. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's another free-to-play game that I can't think of the name. Yeah, there's you can get chicken dinners over in uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Oh PUBG yeah, 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 on there as well. Uh, so you got games that you can play for free, and it doesn't cost you anything to try it out, and it works incredibly well. So uh, make sure that you check it out. Uh, thank you very much for hanging out with us. So somebody's asking, are we playing D and D today? The answer is no. Uh, one of our one of our uh, players uh, was at a wedding yesterday and his son uh was doing a flip and broke his arm so uh he like we're not going to be playing D, but Yelch. guess what we're going to be playing D soon and for those of you that don't know the D live streams are for everybody anybody can come to the D live streams but after the live stream is over that is just for members that's one of the ways that we're saying thank you to our members is giving them some exclusive content uh right. but uh, thank you very much uh, for asking if we're playing D&D. Unfortunately, not today. Uh, but anyway, I hope you all have an awesome day, and we will see you next time. Have a good one, everybody. See you next week.